all NBA. For all NBA warriors, you are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Matt and Justin. What up, everybody? We're back. Golden Spaces. It's been a while. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> usually it's me and Nat, right? But Nat is out right now. Um, she's enjoying her birthday. So happy birthday to Nat. Um, we happy love you. and cherish her over here. So hopefully she's having a great time and she enjoys her birthday for as long as she wants to because she deserves it. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so schedule's out. Um, and before we even get to that, obviously I have to introduce my guests. Right. Um, Charlie's a familiar face here, and Kareem has also been here before. Um, so Charlie's at Claytheist on uh, at Twitter, and Kareem is at the Sport Connect on Twitter as well. So I'm sure you guys are already following them, interacting with them. But if you are not, be sure to follow them, and we'll plug their stuff again at the end of the pod. Um, how you guys doing? We're hot. Yeah. Oh, but we're yeah. but we're hanging in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's yeah. getting to it's getting to that point where it's real muck, real like sticky in DC. Um, yeah. Were you were you in Colorado, Charlie? Yeah, we just got straight dry heat out here today. <laughs> but uh, I'm I'm a I'm a serial like not checking the weather before I step outside person. Same. And so uh, I step out earlier and I'm just like, man, it's, you know, it's getting a little up there, isn't it? And it's, it's one-on-one. And I'm just like, oh, come on. <laughs> man. Kareem, where are you? I'm in New York. So, New York. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So Nice and muggy. Nice yeah. and muggy. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Definitely understand that. Um, cool. So let's, let's get into the schedule because I think it's some interesting – things going on with the way Golden State's schedule was set up, right? Um, they kind of get thrown into the fire out the gate, right? Like <laughs> <laughs> seven of their first nine games are on the road, um, and pretty much all of them other than maybe one or two teams are like fighting for playoff spots, and they're actually being serious basketball teams this season. Um, and even a team like Houston and Detroit, who we don't expect necessarily to make the playoffs, have made improvements to their roster and just have – natural young player development going on there so what do you guys think of that like that's just that's just a tough way to start the season but it could propel them into you know a nice little trajectory if they perform well yeah but who was that oh go ahead charlie all yours all yours (laughs) but i think i think that was our new gm mike dunleavy jr who was speaking about hey this forces us to like come out firing on all cylinders right out the gate basically you know just getting that taste out of our mouths from last season what 11 road wins which is you know pretty stark not to say but when you look at it at the in the bigger picture a lot of the west coast teams really weren't killing it on the road either however you know it's dubs so it's really like what are y'all doing Mm -hmm. so i think this kind of forces them to be ready right out the gate and try to just get back to that winning mentality on the road that we surely are going to need with all of the back to packs that we have as well. 15 leading the pack per use now. That's just mm-hmm. seems to be the way that it's going. Yeah, I agree. What do you think, Charlie? Yeah, I think 
there are a lot of points in this schedule, not only early on, but uh, one note that I had down, uh, there are six different times that they're going to play three games in four days on the road, uh, which is brutal. Wow. Like, di- three different cities in four days, that's rough enough already. Um, the NBA, like, you know, compared to seasons past, like, you look through the schedule and you're kind of just trying to see, like, oh, where are these games winnable and where's this? It's just such a talented league now. Like, you know, there's so few teams where you just look at that team and you're like, yeah, that's going to be a win. And, you know, especially with what we saw at the Dubs last year, they made a habit of dropping very winnable games against teams that they had more talent, more experience than. Um, so yeah. I'm, I'm definitely a little worried about that. Um, obviously, the back-to-backs are going to be kind of a lot, but – this is a thing we've seen before out of the Warriors. You know, the 2022 championship season, uh, very, very infamously, uh, shout out to uh, Trista Crick, uh, starting off 9-1. and one. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think we, we all remember that. Um, we but, do, and I loved it. <laughs> yeah, no, and I love it. And I love that, I love that she's embraced that, like, if you're going to be in this space, you got to take it on the chin every once in a while. Um, but you know, this is what, this is what the team does. Like they are, they really respond to pressure and the pressure is definitely on with the way the schedule is laying out. So it's, it's a little make or break at many points in this season. For sure. I mean, just looking at some other things like the end of the season, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13. Like the last 13 or so games, they have like nine road games um, to end the season as well. So pretty, pretty nasty, (laughs) pretty nasty. But gearing up for the playoffs, that could be exactly what they need to ramp things up. And I think a lot of those are winnable games. It's just, like you said, tough three games and four nights and stuff like that. Um, But I do think this team is more equipped than last year's team to handle those type of stretches because I do think they're deeper. I um, also think they have a more versatile roster, more lineup combinations and stuff like that. So they have more ways that they can beat teams. Um, and, you know, hopefully having two Hall of Fame point guards on your roster will allow you to be able to sit one <laughs> every now and then and still have extremely um, good, you know, point guard play to, to, to get you over the top there. So some key games, right, that we're looking at, obviously out the gate, you get Phoenix – at home to open the season. Um, KD's first game back in Chase Center with fans. Uh, right. Yeah, with fans. <laughs> gotta, gotta put that out there. <laughs> that should be interesting, right? Emotions should be running a little bit high, right? They're probably going to put a tribute video together for him. Well-deserved. Um, obviously, Phoenix is supposed to be looked at as like a, a new powerhouse with the amount of talent that they have at the top of their roster. What are we kind of expecting for that? that game, like as far as like, I guess, strategy and how that game is going to look. We can start with Charlie. this time. Yeah. I think, um, you know, the first thing that I thought is I was kind of getting psyched up like, Oh yeah. Like first time three years, he's playing in front of the fans. Um, and then I, I think about, I guess four years now. Um, but then I think about how, how much things have changed uh, since he last played uh, in a whole different stadium with a whole different crowd. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the 
the Warriors, like, I think one of the kind of quiet storylines is that the the sort of intensity of the home environment has really dropped off since they started this whole uh, San Francisco project instead of Oakland. Um, you know, shockingly, a crowd full of, like, 600 Facebook vice presidents uh, doesn't get as loud as those roarable crowds. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that they can get up for it. Like, I'm hoping that they can get psyched for how big that is, not only just because Phoenix divisional rival, they're another contender out West. Uh, they've got a lot of players on this team that we've, you know, really scrapped with over the years, but especially KD, man, like emotions are going to be running high and, I'm excited to see how the players pull it out because, you know, you know there's so much going on there, especially with KD and Draymond. Uh, so, yeah, man, that's going to be a big starter, too, for a guy, uh, Andrew Wiggins. Like, you come right back into the season and, bam, you're guarding KD. <laughs> You've got the toughest shot maker that we've maybe ever seen <laughs> right in your face all night. So, it's, that's going to be something. Yeah. yeah, I I think uh, the crowd will definitely be into it. And I think they have they gotten better over the season. They've gotten really into it. Um, it's it's a bigger place. So it's not as intimate as Oracle was. So it does take a lot more for you to for it to, I think, come across the TV. But people that have actually been there, they're like, no, it's actually still really loud so there will be that there and I think also we have to think about CP3 is going to be there Dario Saric is is there as well so you know matching up with their former team so Mm -hmm. all of that is laying on it and of course we want to go out there and put on a show and actually get the dug and I think uh Draymond and Katie's like relationship through all of this time they've been on you know a podcast together discussing everything so I think that part of it it's not really going to be too much I just think what is the initial welcome going to be uh for Katie I think he will get a lot of cheers and everything like that we'll watch the video but I just I just hope that they're not you know doing this whole let's retire his jersey here because that I I just don't think it, you know, it levels to that. Like the video, great, awesome. But with, you know, Joe Lacob did say he'd retire the number. And I'm just kind of like, do we really? I think that's a bit, a bit much. Yeah. Yeah. I think in that moment, it was kind of like, uh, he was very emotional at that time. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he was he was high on that chip. <laughs> right. We've all been there. <laughs> yeah. And it was and it was kind of like that whole, I mean, obviously the injury situation and, and everything that went into that. He probably felt a little bit of guilt, even though it kind of wasn't their fault, but it was kind of like uh yeah, everything for Katie, he meant so much to us, which is true. But yeah, I think his emotions were running a little bit high there. Um, I like that game though because it's it's kind of like look out the gate like you said emotions are high if y'all are a serious basketball team you will put out a good performance here now you don't necessarily have to win you would like to win but a good showing is is kind of important to set the tone for the rest of the season 
Um, and then it, then you go right into the fire next game <laughs> in Sacramento, <laughs> um, <laughs> where that that crowd is going to be ridiculous. Um, and that team's going to be trying to come for your neck. So it's it's kind of like a for lack of a better term, bittersweet, not really bittersweet, but it's like, there's, there's pros and cons to the way the schedule is set up this way. It's like it, mm-hmm. you gotta be serious out the gate. There is no starting zero and five in the row. There is no three and seven. If you want to be a serious team. Um, so they, they gotta, they gotta do it. The next game that I think is pretty noteworthy, obviously is the Christmas game against Denver in Denver. Um, pretty hard to win up there. <laughs> oh yeah. Be stuck in air. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yep. And they played two nights before um, against Portland. I mean, Denver is not too far of a flight, I don't think, but that's just that altitude and the champs. And how are we feeling like they stack up against Denver? If Denver is a 10 out of 10 championship team, what, what are we thinking that Golden State is right now? Ooh. Well, I, I think it's, I think it's hard to kind of tell just yet because it's putting in the fold, you have CP3 now. So mm. it's kind of like, even though I feel like that could really be seamless to me because I I just feel like he gets it and can kind of just come in there and be like, all right, I see what y'all got going on after they do their little, uh, you know, mini camps here and there that, you know, they're, they're putting together. I think that, it's kind of going to go smoother than I think we're all kind of like, oh, we don't know. It's going to be bumpy. I think it's going to be kind of seamless there. So uh, I'm thinking we could do it. We could do it. And I think we're probably at a seven right now. That's fair. Seven right now. I'm, I'm right there with you on a seven. Like, I think, you know, the Nuggets, like any championship team, you're going to have losses. Um, and, you know, Bruce Brown getting a whole lot of money from the Pacers. Um, one of their in-house replacements, a uh, guy who at least could have been a replacement, Vlatko Kanchar, uh, has, I want to say, Achilles. Like, he got a real tough injury. Um, he's going to be out for the season. So, you know, they're going to have holes to fill, like any championship team. You know, people want to people wanna sign away from the best. And... I, I still think that, you know, the Warriors are in such a weird position where they're not a better team than the Nuggets, but I think head-to-head they present a really tough matchup because, you know, we've seen so many times, like, it's and it, it feels unfair to pick on Jokic uh, for what he is defensively because he works so hard to, like, get his head above water. You know, it's so similar to what you see with Steph where, for the most part, if you are that important to a team offensively, not much is expected of you defensively, and you're probably going to get picked on a lot at that end. And so I really admire the way that he works, like tries out new things, he hustles, he communicates. Like he's not getting victimized defensively for a lack of effort, uh, for a lack of communication. And at the same time, you know, he's not a guy who's built to defend Steph Curry pick and rolls handoffs. Like he dominates Jokic on those possessions. Um, if he can get those one, five screens, uh, especially from Kavon Looney running handoffs. Um, and then on the other end, like they have elite guys in rotation, like of course, Draymond, but you know, Wiggins can bring a lot of help over. 
And then you have Looney, who, you know, one thing I really appreciate about Kavan is he, you don't see him bite on pump fakes. You don't see him fall for tricks. Like, he's so stout against those kind of players. Like, I love, personally, when we play the Sixers, because Joel Embiid's just, you know, standing in the lane doing this, like, a hundred times, and Kavan's just like, all right, dude. Like, you know, whatever, whatever you're ready. You know, like, <laughs> um, so, you know, they're built really well against that kind of, that kind of team, and I am very excited about the the Chris Paul fit. Um, I I think I you know I've I'm clearly being punished for some sort of past sins that I have to root for Chris Paul now. Uh, right. It hurts me. Know. It hurts me deep in my soul. But yeah, you know I gotta I gotta get right with somebody over that, or else this is gonna keep happening to me. Uh, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> Harden's coming next. Yo, <laughs> Uh, not funny, Justin. I'm not sorry. Funny. I'm sorry. <laughs> At least you didn't say uh, Dylan Brooks, but um, <laughs> I uh, <laughs> um, no, I I like what the Warriors have put together. I think they did a great job to obviously keep everyone in house. Like you've secured Draymond again. You brought in even more star talent with Chris Paul, even at this stage of his career. Like he's still a star player, and you've managed to add more depth still like Dario uh, who we're going to get into has been looking really, really good this off season. And we know what he can bring to the table anyways. Uh, I really, I really believe that Trace Jackson Davis can give them good backup center minutes and they definitely need another option, but they really short up all over the place. And that's what you need to do. Like if you, if you were the team you were last year where there were clear and obvious weaknesses, you got to go out and make upgrades, and that's what they did. So I think, I think, yeah, seven out of ten is fair, but they got the potential to really contend with the heavy hitters in the West. Yeah, I agree that they have that potential. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go eight and a half. I'm a little high on them. I'm high on them right now. Um, I really want to go higher than that, but I'll be, I'll be fair to the fact that we haven't seen them play yet. Um, but like you said, I think they showed up most if not all of their weaknesses i do think with those last two roster spots are really just the last one that they're going to use they probably need another forward um that can just do multiple things and get in um take some minutes you know when guys are sitting out and stuff like that uh, i'd probably be happy with juan in that role but if they if they wait out and maybe a guy like gallo or something like that becomes available i'd be interested in maybe him too he's pretty skilled and you know stuff like that so i think they have a lot of versatility more versatility than last year. Um, they have more functional size than last year, even with just the addition of Dario alone, right? But you add in Trace, like you said, I think Trace can give them minutes over the course of regular season. Um, just his IQ, his ability to pass in a short role, his defensive ability, um, stuff like that. The fact that he's actually, you know, four-year college guy and, you know, probably he's already in his mid-20s pretty much. So, like, he's a grown man in, in his basketball <laughs> yeah. career. Right, so I'm gonna go eight. I'm gonna go eight point five. If Denver's a ten, I'm gonna go eight point five for now. For now. Okay. Um, okay. We'll I love, say it. With I love the optimism. I, I think I think they're gonna figure it out. To be honest, I think guys are more serious. The way they're talking, we're seeing a lot more videos. Not that that's necessarily a prerequisite for a good season, but um, <laughs> at least we know that they're 
getting after it and they're serious and they, you know, even when they, when they first lost against Los Angeles, the very next day, um, they're like talking about how they want to get back to that level. They don't, they didn't like the way that they lost. And I think they're going to take this season very serious because they know they don't have many more runs in them just because of, you know, age and stuff like that. So, uh, I'm, I'm pretty optimistic on that team. Um, they don't see oh, the just, Lakers. Oh, I'm sorry. What you wait, say? just one one correction. Uh, we played Portland at home uh, on the 23rd, so we're flying from California to Denver. So right. that's okay. a you know that's a little, a little easier. You know, we ain't got to really contend with Portland, and now you know, so right. it's a little easier. But still, they will get hit with the uh, <laughs> regardless. Facts. That's facts. a serious thing. <laughs> Portland is Portland is sneaky far away from the whole rest of the country, so yeah. <laughs> we'll take whatever we can get. <laughs> it's great. I mean, I feel like some of the teams need to be switched. Well, not Portland, but obviously Portland's in the West. But like a team like Memphis and New Orleans, why are they Memphis. not in the Eastern Conference? Why are they not in the East? But Thank anyway. you. <laughs> okay, right, right, right. Another pod, another pod. <laughs> another pod. <laughs> so speaking of Memphis, they see them MLK Day, I think, January, mid-January. Um, and then they see the Lakers in January as well. So they don't see them at all before then. So it's kind of a long time. We usually see them much earlier in the season. Um, well, they got us preseason. You know, they got to do that. True. It's a thousand Lakers games in the preseason. Annoying. Always, always, always. <laughs> Um, how are we feeling about those matchups? I, will John Morant be back by that game? I think I think he will. Is that twenty five? Look, is that twenty five? I think it's twenty five. <laughs> January, like mid January, I think that's twenty five. <laughs> it should be by that time. One would think, but uh, listen, has it been definitive that it's twenty five games locked in? Boom, or could it be shorter? I'm not sure. What was I don't know. Because I think it was kind of like it potentially could be 25. I don't know if it was actually settled, but either way, let's just say he's back during this time. Mm-hmm. They've got a lot of different pieces there. Marcus Smart, our favorite Celtic, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> I think well we're I think we're we're just gonna be geeked up to like just shut them down, period. Mm-hmm. Because it's Memphis. So either way, it's just we're mad going in, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> you know, we're already yeah. mad. <laughs> yeah, I think they're done playing around with Memphis. They've they've had their fun in the play-in a few years back. Yeah. And then from that point on, it's been like all business with Memphis, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, and it's, it's so easy to get caught up with Memphis. But, like, I got to I gotta respect how they took, like, an all defensive level villain and basically told him like, Hey, don't let the door hit you on the way out. And then went and got a better version of him. <laughs> like right. one, one, who, one who actually makes positive contributions on the offensive side of the ball and is in my mind, a way better defender, which is mm-hmm. not even a slight to Dylan. Cause Dylan's like a, you know, probably a top 10 perimeter defender, but like Marcus is as good as it gets. So they're they're gonna be something, man. Like they're gonna be they're gonna be a team to watch out for for sure. And they are. We know the Warriors get up for those games. Right, right. Ultimately, I do think the Warriors are are better, but they will be better than they were last year. Obviously, because you said 
Marcus Smart's better than Dylan Brooks. I think did they have Luke Kennard the whole season or was he like a mid deadline deadline guy? Right. So he'll have a full season with them. Um, healthy. I think he adds a ton to their offense because they've always struggled in the half court and he just adds some shooting and stuff like that. So they can be a little tricky. Um, rather not see them in the playoffs just because we've already been there, done that. I'd rather see a team that potentially won't injure any of our players, but, um, even though Dylan's gone, but <laughs> yeah. Um, in season tournament, let's talk about that. Like, was yeah, it, explain that. It's, I, it, I think it's it four games, and there's so each team has 80 games, I believe, scheduled. Then they play their tournament games, and then if you advance, that's your 81st game scheduled for whatever team you advance next to, and then. Mm-hmm. And then there's another game scheduled after that, I believe. Or it could be it could be 81 games scheduled, and then you have two extra. So whoever wins, whoever goes to the championship of that in-season tournament will have an oh, 83rd wow. game. Yeah, I think that's how it is. Um, but all the other games count towards your regular season record, which is right. – I think that was a smart thing to do. Yeah, because if it yeah. wasn't going to be worth anything, then it's just like – we don't want to end season, like, do, 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 whatever, you know, they trick it off or whatever. But the fact that it actually counts, that's a bit of incentive. Yet I'm still trying to figure out, like, why are we doing this? Like, because right. I, I still don't, I, I don't understand, I don't understand it. Like, <laughs> why do we need it? That's it's all. just, I'm, yeah, no, it, mm. like, the NBA has never been shy of doing things that are unpopular with the fans just so they can make more money. And like, I get it. It's a business. Like you got to do what you got to do, but it just seems so counterintuitive with like, you know, players being much more conscious of the toll that the sport takes on their body. You know, they're really trying to lessen uh, the physical burden, you know, we've seen it with load management with guys like taking longer recover, recovery periods for certain injuries, just trying to maintain and keep going. And, you know, for the NBA, not only with this in-season tournament, like, you know, I am glad that they kept it. So it's like, hey, if you go all the way, you're playing just one more game and you're like, you know, financially incentivized to play pretty hard in that game. So... I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm for that point. I think what bothers me is that you see the players in this direction of like, we want less games, we want less travel, we want to like, you know, like less is less is more because if we have less games, everyone's going to be playing, everyone's going to be competing a lot harder, and then the NBA is like, hey, what if you uh, played all of the teams in the other conference more, so you got more travel. And now you got more games, and it's kind of just like, right, man. No one, no wonder you guys almost like you know win dual lockout over this new CBA because they are just not, they are not aligned at all. And you know we know, we know the players want to make money too. You know, like that's not a, uh, that's not an issue. Like they're yeah. yeah, yeah. Like that's we know we know that they're in it for a ton of money, and competition's a big part of the game but you know you'd think these two sides could like work together to find some kind of happy balance instead of just piling more and more on these guys well when we think about it uh my initial reaction to the play-in tournament was like wait what what are we doing yet we see it and now we're like you know what Uh, 
actually appreciate it. I like this whole play-in situation. But with this, it's going to take some, like, getting used to. But with the cash incentive that happens if you win, for the lower-tier money, monetary uh, players, this will actually be something like, yo, $50,000, I will take it. Because you do have players that just make $1.2 or whatever, and then, you know, so 50K can really be a benefit to them. So so that part of it, I'm kind of like, you know what? Okay, I'll go with that because it is getting to, because they all get it. It's not like just, hey, if you start, you're going to get this. They all get it if the team wins. So that's mm-hmm. an incentive that I can actually appreciate. So I'm going to be open to this. Yeah, like if you're if you're a two way guy, you know your salary is five hundred two thousand dollars. So if you are playing in this game and you're looking at like, you know, a ten percent pay raise if you win this one, then you're probably going to be fighting extra hard. So yeah, like I think that that's the cool thing is you know I hope it, it'll be kind of pretty telling early on if we have these like in season tournament games and the player like especially the stars are like business as usual, you know, just kind of like resting, not playing as hard. But, you know, if they're, if there's like kind of a little extra oomph behind everything and a little more in their step, like for these games, then, you know, we might have something here. And I like what you said, Karima, you know, like we all kind of like turned our noses at the play in tournament when it first started. And then we got into it and we're like, Oh no, this is crazy. Like, this is so cool. Like this is here to stay. Yeah. Yeah. I think they should have just started it a year later, but um <laughs> <laughs> that would have been fun. Uh but yeah, I actually I actually like it now to be honest. Um okay. Let's move on to some FIBA stuff, right? So USA wait, Oh, I'm sorry. We don't we don't want to talk about your Wizards. I mean, the Wizards game that would come up that's crazy because they don't play, they usually play the wizards a lot sooner but they play them in dc february, february late february yeah yeah um so that'll be interesting right i think wait when is when is, when do they come to change? when do they come to let's see oh december 26th so early oh oh they come first and then we go Mm-hmm. February twenty seventh. Oh, okay. So Jordan's return Ooh. is December twenty seventh. Kill a little, little round two. <laughs> round two. They got but, but I totally think that Jordan is gonna get like a standing O. Like he's not mm-hmm. getting booed at oh, yeah, all. Not even like like even when Draymond he makes booed. a shot. Oh, okay, okay, because that's really what I think is probably going to happen. But like, even Jordan making shots, people will still be cheering and kind of being like, "But we just want him to do good." Yeah, yeah. So, but but it's going to be like, people are going to really be like, mm-hmm. "We miss you, Jordan." We're going to see a lot of pool party shirts in the crowd. I think so for that game. Yeah. As we should, as we should. I mean, we should, we should. Stamped forever as Golden State. Look, if we know. if we gonna throw up a a video for KD, um, 
the least we can yeah. do. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying. Yeah, <laughs> Talk I'm about a- taking one for the team. Yeah, I think he'll get a video too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> that one's going to be a for sure. That's definitely going to be an emotional night as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. For sure. But go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs>